Hello, listeners of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, instant cash, instant gratification. At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code RODEN, R-H-O-D-E-N, to play for free. You can win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use the promo code RODEN, R-H-O-D-E-N, for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Welcome to Bill Roden on Sports. Taking you inside clubhouses, locker rooms, and boardrooms, legendary sports columnist Bill Roden gets inside the heads and beneath the veneer of the men and women who play and own the games we love. Captured by the game. Time the hunter gets, gets captured, captured by, by the game. That was like the first, my first introduction to irony, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, what, when they, 13, anytime a hunter, and I said, wait a minute, the hunter gets captured by the game. Yeah. That's a little before my time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I do, however, you recall can tell. those lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the same group. That made the hit record of all time, Don't Mess With Bill. Don't mess with Bill. I know and they're, they're, he's the guy about, who put tears How in. about, Bill, I want to marry you, Bill. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. That one I got the wedding bill blues. Yeah, unfortunately, Bill, yeah. I love you so, yeah. you'll never know. Oh, God. Forget you. That was fun. That was fun I, when I was 15, when I got 26. I <laughs> A little before song. my time. I was but, Bill, on I your ever side. my wedding, wedding day? <laughs> yeah, I do. Won't you marry me, Bill? I got the wedding bell blues. The, the line, Go I, ahead, join in, Jamal. Yeah, before my time, I uh, <laughs> uh, never any, heard that one. You never Jamal, heard that one? Did any, anybody else have a song in your name? Was there any uh, Gale song? I, 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 do, I say this all the time. There isn't. Yeah. No, no Gale Every song? Every time I meet somebody, like I'll say, you know, no one has ever done a song called Gale, like a bona fide person. <laughs> You know, people will make stuff up for me, Gale, like yeah. a bona fide person. Because oh, what rhymes with Gale? Whale, <laughs> jail, bail, yeah. sale. Yeah. Nothing that lends itself to a great song. Oh, sail to Gale. We can yeah. call it something. Sail to Gale. This should be on. Is this, are the tapes rolling? That's a song. That's a song. What? Sing sweet nightingale. No. Nightingale, but, but Nightingale yeah, but. isn't the same as Gale. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question: <laughs> Is are we rolling? Are, are, are you our producer today? I am your producer. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you just sitting here, just all? I'm sorry. What, what's your name? I'm Jared. Jack. Jared. Hey, Jared. How are you doing? I'm sorry. Are we rolling? Jamal. Nice Jared was the one that set us up when right. we walked in here, Bill. Right. Oh, that we didn't yeah, hear. We're yeah. Oh, I got him we're rolling, Bill. Oh, we're, we're so, rocking so, and Jared, rolling. Jared, are we rolling? Oh, we're rolling. Okay. Oh, so all of the, all of this, all Have of this. Have we been rolling, Jared? A little bit. Subject yeah. to edits. So did we? So did, did we get all this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Did we get all this on? Was all the stuff on? So, okay. Did you get the wedding bell blues? The wedding bell blues. Yeah, we got so okay, <laughs> okay, Bill. Here's a question: Who sang "Wedding Bell Blues"? That's easy. All right, That's who? The Fifth Dimension. Okay, okay. But not only that, Marilyn McCool. Okay, all right. Who was a love? I, I must tell you. Okay. The love. Of my, I think every brother I knew was in love yeah, with Ellen McCool. Okay, who was her husband? Billy, Billy can, I, can you ask me something? Can you ask me a hard question? You didn't say his Billy, last name. Billy, um, uh, no, 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 uh, Billy, uh, damn, what's a uh, Billy? Uh, not Billy Williams, not Billy D. Williams. I want to say Billy Davis. Billy, da- it was Billy Davis. Uh, that's what I want to say. And they were married, you know. Are you looking that up? Yeah, they, they were same. married. But you know, well, okay. First of all, um, hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to Bill Roden on Sports, another version of Bill Roden on Sports. The voices you just heard of singing in order of appearance. Me and Bill singing. Uh, Bill, uh, Gail, the great Gail King, who's on our show. Thank you, Gail. Thank uh, you. you know it is that, Billy Davis Jr. Billy Davis Jr. Okay. Billy Davis Jr. Billy, the, the the beautiful singing voice you heard was that of Gail King. You just you just th- you just thought that she was a, a wonderful uh, co-host and anchor on well, CBS Morning News, but she could also sing. Well, Amazing. now now I know that you guys are messing with me because listen, I at least know that I cannot sing, but I love music, Bill, so much. <laughs> 
And I love so many different kinds of music. But if people said, if you weren't doing this, what would you like to do? I, yeah. I, I went to Bono's concert the other day. I went to Taylor Swift's concert two weeks before that. And there you are on stage and singing with the U2 songs and Taylor mm. Swift songs. Like, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? You can think about that for a second. I don't have and one. Everybody's I, must, on I, must, stage. I must tell you, I don't have I one. I don't even have one. <laughs> Jamal, you don't have a favorite Taylor Swift song? Yeah, not that I can name by name. Oh really? I know you have a favorite. No, I'm sorry, I don't even. See? Oh, my God. What's the, what's the most recent hit she had? That was pretty good. Well, uh, Bad Blood. Now we got Bad Blood. Used okay. to be Mad The one before love. that, where it was kind of hip-hop. Well, Shake It Off. Well, yeah, Bad Blood okay. has Kendrick Lamar in it, so that's okay. why you're thinking. Okay. But, but I was thinking, if, if I could sing, I think, how cool would it be to be on stage with arenas? Taylor Swift was at the, the uh, stadium, 60,000 plus. You mm. 2 was at Madison Square Garden. And you're on stage, guys, and everybody is singing your words. Mm. I mean, and all you have to do is just walk out and say, hello, before he, before either one of them opened their mouths, people went crazy. Well, I just think that would be so cool well, you, it to not, know the music. It's not It's not too late, Gail. It's too late. <laughs> no, it's not too late. I it's try too to late. stay in who's, touch who's with that? reality. It's, it's too late. Baby, now it's, it's too, too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who did that? Carol Kay. Yeah, now, see, that's easy. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. Yeah, so you could sing. There's yeah, something sing. wrong here that can yeah. be no denying. Right. So I think we should just give this, <laughs> turn this over to Gail. <laughs> hey, first of all, so. Um, no, yeah, let's j- talk sports, all my limited no, sports knowledge. No, no, we're not. I'll tell you, uh, Jamal, welcome again. Uh, and, welcome, uh, Jamal. Thank you yeah, for having me. Brian, thank you. Yeah, thrilled Brian, to be here, Bill. has on bright orange pants that if I had on sunglasses, I would wear them. But see, the, if I had you. sunglasses in my bag, I would wear them. <laughs> Clearly a man who's very comfortable in his skin. To yes, wear there you go. You Wait, let me right. look at the shoes. Uh-oh. Mm. Okay, shoes. I like them. I like them. Now see, Brian, oh, and the socks, too. Okay, very comfortable now in see, his Brian, skin. Brian nominally you look all right. is our... Huh? Brian is rocking the orange pants. Well, I'm, you know, listen. <laughs> I want to see Bill in some orange pants. <laughs> not, not in his life, man. <laughs> uh, Brian is, our, is nominally our wine guy. But since oh. he, but since you don't drink wine, mm-hmm. we, we have a we have a, a gift for, for you. Uh, again, this is uh, uh, you love milkshakes. I do. I love milkshakes. So this is a. Did you taste this? This I is did a, taste it. Thank uh, what, you very what do you much. Think? It? I think it's very delicious. Thank you. Daniel. Non alcoholic. Dan- no, I don't drink. I don't oh. drink. So listen, they said you know I could have a Shirley Temple. I love those. Mm-hmm. You know what a Shirley Temple is, Jamal? I do. Okay, so do you I'm know who? She, do you know who Shirley Temple <laughs> is? That's a, do you know vaguely, who Shirley? Vaguely. Oh man, you know, it, it, she's on the good ship, Lollipop, Jamal. God, it, it's <laughs> great, you know, after you get to a certain age, I know, I know. You, what you and say. I are both in our thirties, so yeah. But you know how when you say things that in our life it was just like so real. I know. Like, and then it's like, well, who, like somebody, I asked somebody. I, know. I, I was speaking to uh, to the sixth grade class. Yes. You know, so I was talking about. You know, it was Black History Month, of course. It was February, blah, blah, blah. So at the very end, the young it lady... It didn't have to be, of course, Black History Month. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was course. You have other things to say other than Black History well, Month. But a lot of times, that's when you're Excuse invited. Excuse you. Okay. In February, like, oh, oh, we <laughs> fight each other for Black, Black History <laughs> Month. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the shortest month of the year. Just saying. I know. Well, that's going to segue into some of the stuff we're going to be talking about tonight. Okay. But, no, so this young lady, she raised her hand, and she said, oh, yeah, Mr. Rowan, that was all very nice, but who was the first white player to integrate the NBA? Get out of here. That was a question? She said, who was the first white player to integrate the NBA? Wow. And so I'm thinking, I was about to answer. I said, wait a minute. What did she just ask me? Yeah. <laughs> who was the first white player to integrate the NBA? But, wow. I, thought, but I, I thought about it. I said, but you know what? Realistically, that if you are a black player, from the standpoint, when, when a lot of these kids what came of question. age, the NFL was always 70% black. The mm-hmm. NBA was always 80% black. They didn't know of a time wow. when black people... Not just didn't, but could not could play. Not play. A, could not play. So, which which is a good question because now this, you know, like for example, they look at people will look at you. And I didn't give you the proper introduction. This, no, you I, said I, Gail Gail came from. But, not, but, but you know what? No, it's not just that. This is the the, the great. Also at the it, Oprah Magazine too. You yeah, can say that too. Well, I, I have two full time jobs. Yeah. Well, which do you like the most? Show some respect. I like them both. That's why, you know. The hours are, are shitty on morning TV or, mm. or very unpleasant on morning TV. But that is what the job is. Mm. 
And, you know, I've been at the Oprah Magazine since we started in, you know, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing stuff that you really love, I know it sounds so cliche, do what you love, it right. won't feel like work. Right. I mean, it does feel like work, but I do love it, so I'm not complaining. You know what? And I like them both. I get something out of both of them, to be honest with you. Well, what, what, what two questions, since you mentioned the Oprah thing. I work for Johnson Publishing Company, uh -huh. for, for Ebony. Ebony. Ebony, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I must tell you that of all the jobs I've had, that still ranks to me. I mean, the New York Times is, is the New York Times. It's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating adventure. Yes. And I've been there for 33 years. But the thing How many I, years have you been there? 33. Really? 33, yeah. Now, and there used to be a time when you the would New say York that. Times, wow. When you would say that, and it would be a nice thing, there comes a point in your tenure that being somewhere for a long time ceases to become, <laughs> it was just a, wow, oh, just well, how the hell we let him stay there for that long? Jack? You're <laughs> our human resource. How the it, hell we let him get it there? It could be because he's very good. It well, could be that's because default. he's very good. That's default. It, no, it, it, no. It, it has to. It's Not very at least the New York Times. Mm -mm. It would be different if you said, I work at the phone company for 30 years. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the phone company. I'm not knocking the phone company. But it's a very different genre. So I, to be at the New York Times, you wouldn't be at the New York Times for 33 no, no, years no, if you I, weren't I, good. No, no, no. That's a given. That you oh. will not be there. No, no, no. I clearly. Bill said that's a given no, that I'm no. good. Did you all catch that? But but you have to be, as you said. But, but that's this show is about you, not me. <laughs> With me for two two more minutes. But no, what I'm saying, Gail, though, I, don't. For, for, can I have three minutes yes. of a soliloquy, please. Okay, okay. I don't want anybody okay, because we'll this is a, this is very all hush. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna put you over my knee. How, how'd you like that? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, how would you like that? <laughs> No, Easy how, don't start uh, something look. you can't stop, Mr. Roden. I know your wife, so stop it. <laughs> That's another thing. And you know Adrian, yes. her sister. Yes, yes, Between yes. Between Sharon, I, between Sharon, Sharon Lopez, wife. Sharon Lopez mm -hmm. is my wife, her, her sister's Adrian Lopez, uh -huh. and between those two black women, they know everybody black That's true. in America. I could get on a plane, which I've got, and there may be a black person or woman sitting next yes. to me. I'll tell myself, you know what? Before you even say hello, you know that either Adrian or Sharon, Sharon. Knows it. and nine out of ten times we start getting talking. That's oh yeah, well you probably know uh, my Sharon. Oh yeah, yes. That's true. Did you know that Sharon Lopez and I used to work together? I absolutely but you do. Didn't know that. No, okay. but tell me where because Years that, ago. where but what's the, the station? So that you I was at at University of Maryland and it was a um, CBS station. Mm. So I was a production assistant and she was a production assistant, and Sharon already looked like she was, uh, you know, I looked like a production assistant. Sharon looked like a top executive. She came in there, curvy. All the people in the newsroom would go, oh, my God, who is that? What does she do? And that's no, that is no exaggeration. I'm not just saying that to you. I would come in looking very much like a new University of Maryland college student. And she was always decked and always just perfect. Mm -hmm. Always. You know, you have just made this show because now she's going to send it oh, to all of But it's true. Her. She knows it's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. And where'd you, know, where'd you meet Adrian? So, I, you know, I've met Adrian... Um, Years ago, I can't even remember when, she was at Nickelodeon, which is your sister-in-law, and I was having a waiting to exhale party, and she and I were both divorced, and I found out mm. that her kids were the same age as my kids, so I asked her if she wanted to come. Waiting to exhale was that movie with the yes, guy who was a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> we're gonna, and, wait, you, you hit on a number of things. She burned his clothes, and so I had a bunch of women that over to watch it. And that's how, did you, what did you say? What did you uh, say? Pardon me, I said. I said did you say dream? No, I said pretty extreme. Oh, pretty. I do think that's pretty extreme. Burning somebody's I, clothes. Yeah, I do. I do actually think that's pretty extreme. But we had a, a party with a bunch of women, and Adrian mm. was one of the women, and we just found out we had a lot in common. I didn't know for years that she was Sharon Lopez's sister. Mm. I had no idea. Yeah, well, well, let me say this, this soliloquy, please. <laughs> Bill goes, yeah, well. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, right, no, 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 talking. no. Okay, that, go. that was good. I go, mean, go. You know, I love them both. I love the whole family. Go, go. No, but what I'm saying, this is very special Gail um, that, that, that you're that, that you're on the show um, I've admired you for a long 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 time uh, as a journalist as a um, as, as a great uh, as a great interviewer uh, and when you said that you'd be on the show it's just such a special it's just really 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 special to have you on the show who says no to you Bill Roden Bill <laughs> asked me who Tell me, Brian, yeah. Jamal, who's going to say no to you? Well, uh, nobody. No. No, I, would, I would never say no to you. <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to tell him this. Okay. Yes. All right, but listen, can we, can we, but I'm, I'm very honored. You're with I'm, the New York Times for 33 years. I know, that's a long time. So, um, you know a how, lot of how stuff. long? A couple. 33. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I've got a birthday, my 35th birthday coming up on September 2nd. <laughs> September 2nd. And we're going to have some kind of thing. How, how old are you going to be, really? 35. 
We don't go there on this show. Yes, we do. No, we don't. See, I actually hate it, though. Well, hate is a strong word. But I don't like it when people don't want to embrace their age. I'm being serious. I sit here. When I turned 50, the AARP magazine sent me a, a subscription, and I called and asked them, please take me off the mailing list. <laughs> Because I, I just don't see myself that way. And then I thought about it and thought, why should I not embrace it? Because it, it just shows that you can live longer, you can do what you do, you can look the way you look. And we have to have a whole way of thinking about what getting older means. Well, but see, and I mean it. No, I, but you know what? And that's the same uh, issues we're having just about sexuality. What does being a man mean? What mm -hmm. does being a woman mean? Mm -hmm. So I agree. But some people, sometimes people may think, for example, I've had a conversation with people and they thought I was a certain age, you know. And then, when I'm back in the day, when I would make a mistake and tell them, I said, "What, really? I thought that you were only so and so and so." But here's the thing: because one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show, one of the most fun things I do, you know, obviously writing a column for the Times is great, but one of the most fun things I do journalistically is when I'm on the CBS Morning News. We with, love it when you're with, on. With, with you and Charlie, you know, because a you guys are so sharp. Uh, and all I'm there for like a two-minute time. Mm -hmm. And some of the greatest conversations it's you and I have... four minutes, but go ahead. Well, well still, <laughs> when you have genius, four minutes... Four to five divide, divided a lot by, of time. Divided by... All the people speaking. Uh, I get and, it. And, but brilliant people. I mean, between you three are really we very have a good shy. Time. We do. But, um, but some of the greatest conversations you and I have had has been in the, in the green, green room. room yes. I mean, where we've really stretched out yes. and, and all that. Um, I enjoy And so that I said, too. you know what? Rather than just having these four-minute stretches, why don't we just get in this format, radio, which you know you've done, is, is wonderful, and stretch out. And one of the things, and this kind of gets serious given all the stuff we've talked about, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Sandra, <coughs> excuse me, um, th there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of uh, killing of black folks yes. lately by the, by the police. And I must tell you that uh, I am so, this I'm, I've been so almost depressed mm -hmm. by the the um, the murders of young black folks and this last one unarmed unarmed mm -hmm. and, and and this last one has was with um the man in Cincinnati no no the woman and and um oh in, in uh, Texas. it's not even the last one but, but yeah. Sandra Bland uh, yeah. Sandra Bland has been it, mm -hmm. it 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 has just really it just took it down to another level in fact uh, my daughter Raisa mm -hmm. was um you know she's written a car and taking some friends somewhere and my first question was are you driving alone? Mm -hmm. Are you driving alone? I don't want you driving by yourself because we are being targeted. I just wanted to ask you uh, two things. A, just as a as a as a black woman, mm -hmm. just your thoughts about Sandra Bland. Then I, mm -hmm. I want to ask you just as a journalist, but but well, just 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 generally, what what? Well, what, I just think as as a I, I look at it really, Bill, as a human being. When you look at this woman who was stopped for just a minor traffic violation, she I, I think she was charged with not uh, signaling to change lanes. Right. And she's pulled over, and she has a conversation with a police officer. And he clearly got agitated very quickly. Right. And then she responded with, you know, why am I being stopped, which is a, a fair question. And she's smoking a cigarette, and he asked her to put it out. And then she's taken into custody. And you can tell in a very brutal way by the way she's talking. You know, she's thrown on the ground. She's handcuffed. Mm -hmm. She says, I can't hear. What are you doing? She's in, in jail. And... Uh, the bond is set at $5,000, and she's sitting in there for three days and cannot raise the bond. Which is interesting in and of itself. I know. I was asking people in the newsroom, is $5,000 a lot of money for bond? And a lot of people said yes. I said, even in the family, if you're passing the hat, is that a lot of money? I have to keep really keep things in perspective. Right. And it, it turns out it was, and everybody answered, Bill said, yes, that is a lot of money. He said, yo, you don't understand. You're not thinking, you know, you're not looking at it uh, the way most people do. So she's in prison for three for three days, and then the case is ruled a suicide that she hung herself while she was in the jail cell. Now, when I first heard the story, I said, that's ridiculous. There's no way that woman hung herself. Right. I just assumed something had happened. Then more was, uh, was revealed about her personality. She had apparently tried to commit suicide before. She, by her own admission, was on tape saying she suffered from depression. There were cut marks on her wrist. Right. She was starting a new job, and I honestly don't know what to think now about the suicide. I really don't. Before, I was so adamant about it. And now, I don't really know. Her family is just as adamant about this woman was looking forward to starting a new job. There's no way she committed suicide. 
But to me, the bigger question right. is, and I think I think the narrative of this story really should focus on why was this unarmed woman in jail for a traffic violation? Exactly. How did she end up there? How did she end up there and was there for three days? You have people that commit murder and are out in less time. And so I, I think the conversation really needs to veer off in that direction. I, I don't know if we'll ever really know what happened to Sandra Bland in that jail cell. And when you look at the videotape, you don't see anybody going in there after her. You know, so that, well, based on the tape that we've seen, I know right. tapes can be edited. But when you hear about her family history, I now don't know what to think about that case. But what I do know, or what I do believe, is that she never should have been in well, jail. See, and, that, and that's the thing, because you can get, um, you can talk about mental health and all that, but she yes. was on her way to yes. a new job. Yes. That she was very excited, excited about. Excited about. So no matter what level of depression or whatever, you're on the, you're on the open highway, yeah. Yeah. you're heading you're to excited. a new life, you're excited about it, you're not thinking, I'm going to kill myself. Yes, yes. Now, now, suddenly, a day turns to night, yes. and all of a sudden, this For nightmare, days, yes. this nightmare unfolds, and whatever issues you had, trust me, that could go for anybody in this room, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you're somewhere in this. You're in it. You go to a dark place, and whatever is going on, you know, I've never knock on wood. I've never been in that situation. Yeah, and so uh, we were talking about this before. So, so for, I think you're absolutely right, Gail. Forget the issues and yeah. the mental health issues because to me, all that does is, and I think that's what America does a lot when, mm -hmm. when it comes to race. America, particularly white America, is always trying to take. It, themselves and itself off the hook. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not taking you off. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking you off the hook. Here's one there thing. There needs to be an investigation, more of an investigation into this case. And I do think that that will happen. You know, and, and I'm not one to play the race card about things. I'm not some rabble rouser person who's always looking for racial issues and mm -hmm. things. In fact, I'd probably go far the other other way, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a kid, you know, a, a white girl, a, a black girl that grew up in Turkey. I were, right. There were only three other black kids in my class. So I've been in a white community my whole life. But when you look at the bigger picture of black versus white, there are some disparities that I think we should address. James Holmes, who shot up that movie theater and killed all those people, mm -hmm. um, is, is alive. Dylan Roof, who killed the nine people in Charleston. And these were the, the police knew who shot them. Exactly. Or suspected, right. you know, everybody's mm. innocent until proven guilty, although, you know, Dylan Roof was found guilty, uh, not Dylan, James Holmes was found guilty. Mm. But police knew what they were looking for, and he's alive. He was taken into custody. Dylan Roof was taken into custody. And I just don't know if it had been a black person if he would have been taken into custody when police knew that they had shot all of the people that these two shot. Well, probably not. I it's mean, a question that has to be addressed. People are so afraid to talk about race. I'm not. You know, mm -hmm. the truth is there are some differences right. between blacks and whites, and that's okay. You're listening to Bill Roden on Sports. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you inside the games we love, this is Bill Roden on Sports. Well, right. the, the issue, though, to me is not so much race. The issue is racism. Oh. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, race mm -hmm. is an artificial construct. Mm -hmm. Racism Mm -hmm. is real. And, and I get your point. Uh, in fact, we're going to get to I Turkey agree. in a minute because that's, I've been to Turkey four times, five times. Oh. Recently, and I, I Merhaba, now Silsinus. That means hello, how are you? What is, you know what Chok Chok Gazelle means? Yes, that means You're Gazelle is one. good. Yeah. <laughs> gazelle is good. Right. It can be good or beautiful, but it normally means good. That, that's when I, I went, my first trip there was as a um, member, I was a jazz, um, I was the road manager for the Billy Harper Quintet. Oh, and in fact, we I may do have not overlapped. know the Billy Harper quintet. Do you? Well, he but Billy yeah. Harper is tremendous. No, he's great. If you go, if you if I'm you ask, sorry, I, no, there's three of us here at the table, and none of us know Billy Harper. But, what I just mean, y'all ain't here. Okay, <laughs> that could be. No, it's possible. It, trust me. If you ask, if <laughs> yeah. you ask any, if you as you as we leave the studio, ask any goes, jazz and, aficionado, and you say Billy Harper. Their whole impression of you will change. Whoa, you know. Okay, I'm going to ask Wynton Marcellus. Oh, oh, sh he knows. <laughs> he knows in chapter and verse. Talk. I know him. Yeah. Hey, Jamal, you know Wynton? I do. But let me, Brian. Certainly. Okay, okay. so we've who, all heard Wynton. Who will be a a, a whole? Uh, but listen, before, I, I, before we 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 leave, cause this is really okay. interesting talking about the racism thing, okay. and and the, even when you said that you tend to go veer more away from that. I'm never looking to play the race yeah, card. But here's a point about that. That, um, let's say, 
that's the tragedy of what we're talking about. A lot of people, these people who got, they're just being human beings. Yes. They're not trying to go out yes. playing any kind yes. of car. They're just living. Living life. Living life. Yeah. And somebody who is obsessed, not only, not even knowing who you are, or yes. not knowing who Jamal is or yes. me. It's just what you look like. The skin yes, yes. automatically conjures up this thing that you must be eliminated. Right. Brian is a white man. That's Jan why is a, yeah. Thank you. Wait, for wait here, that. wait here, yeah. Brian. What do, you, what do you have to say? What do you have to say about this, Brian? Brian is a white man in orange pants. <laughs> <laughs> now see, now see, he can he can do that. But he the, can do that. And he'll give him. He'll, he'll end up being the president of CBS. But you know what? That's a great look, Brian. I think we're going to make you the president of CBS. Really? Because I'm looking. <laughs> but that but that's the thing. You say. You know they don't they they don't know who these people are that yes. they're stopping, right. and I think that's one of the big things. The unknown creates fear. Yes. Um, you have police officers yeah. who don't uh, socialize with people of other backgrounds, so mm -hmm. when they see them, they're on edge. Mm -hmm. They only know they go by what they've heard or what they've been taught about you know black people. Right. So they come into the situation on edge. Mm -hmm. So you don't have, to, in my opinion, you don't have to necessarily be a racist in that situation. But if you're ignorant to who you're dealing with you're automatically going into that situation on edge. Right. And the other thing, we can't paint uh, the police either with one brush. You know, I, I'm very pro-police. I actually like police officers uh, for the most part very much. And there's going to be a couple of bad apples in any department. So I, I think that sometimes the police get an unfair thing too, where they're mm -hmm. automatically painted with one big monolithic brush. And that isn't true either. Right. It's mean, not I, fair either. No, no, it's not fair. And actually, I've had a lot of friends who are police officers. Yeah, my ex was uh, a cop. Hmm. And you know, but, but he was also. What, but he was an attorney, yeah. And yeah. then he went. He left the department, yeah. went to Yale Law School, yeah. Yeah, but but no. So so we've all known. I think anybody doing uh, a job that's a hard job. Yes, that's very a really, much so. That's a hard job. So I have no problem. And knock on wood, I've never had a a bad experience. Experience, not not really. I mean, uh, maybe because I haven't done anything bad. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but also that. The, but so so yes yeah, so. You know, it, it's. I guess the the problem is, um, what you t just the the ignorance, the fear, and and, and all that. But well, let me ask you this, Gail. Um, how did you? This is kind of an abrupt switching gear, but professionally, mm -hmm. when you deal with this stuff on, on the news, I mean, almost every single day, mm -hmm. you're dealing with something like this. And how do you feel? I, I wonder if sometimes when you deal with these issues, do you feel like? Um, going through the microphone. I mean, there's a, there's a journalist professionalism that you kind of have to deal with the facts. To keep yeah, there out. is. And because people really aren't watching the news, certainly at CBS, to hear your opinion. Mm -hmm. But everybody who anchors the news, I think, has an opinion about <coughs> things. But that's not my job to give my opinion. That was Bill slurping on his milk. <laughs> it's not my, not oh, you're just going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And back it over, too. <laughs> beep, beep. It's not mm -hmm. my, it's, but sometimes it is very difficult. Sometimes it just makes me very sad. Mm -hmm. That Sandra Bland story made me very sad. Mm -hmm. That man who was just killed in Cincinnati who was stopped because he didn't have a front license plate mm. where you see him literally shot and killed on television mm, mm, it, it, it just makes me very sad and after a while you can't help but feel um, upset by it and just think something needs to change but, but this is what the, this is the thing whenever you're stopped by a police officer I say just do what they ask you to do right. because you are not going to win in a confrontation or an encounter with the police right. and I, I, it's a type of thing that you do what they ask you to do, and we will all handle it later on. You know, one of the things Brian was saying is very interesting. Um, certain things that, let's say, Jamal and I, or, or let's say a black male getting stopped, uh oh, here we go. And and Brian was saying there's certain things he didn't even think about. I mean, you know, there's certain things that don't even enter into your mind. Yeah. Have I you mean, been stopped I mean, by a police officer, Brian? Yes, but never for not putting on my turn signal. Yeah. Maybe for speeding, things yeah. like that. But And when they approach the car, were you very, very nervous? You're nervous, sure. Because it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, ticket, but, insurance. But I'm, you I don't think, think, I'm, I'm, going I don't think I'm going to get killed. I don't think I'm going to lose my life. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't I'm going to end up spending five days in, in, in jail. In jail. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to wind up in jail for three days and then kill myself. Yes. I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And you, you know? don't think in that encounter, even speeding and mouth, even speeding and mouthing off, you're probably right. still not going to be killed. Wait, yeah, you know, I'll say, what do I do? What have I done? And and, and, and let's say for just give me your license, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but now, if yes. that were Jamal yeah. or possibly me, and I said, "Well, what did I do?" That easily, depending on who the person is, can escalate. Could escalate into yes. get out the car. Yes, you know that kind yes. of stuff. So it's it's a uh, this isn't yes. to beat anybody. And, I, and I'm overly when when police when I've been pulled over, I'm overly 
cautious and I'm yes. I'm nice to a you know to a fault even. make sure they can see your hands right. but, well, yeah, but, you but, not, but not everybody yes. you know I'm yes. a laid-back person to begin with right. you know I'm I've, but you're big, you're and, big I, and I've been you know I'm, I'm educated I've been around I've been you know I've been in what in in white situations I went to private school I've been around people I know how to deal with people of mm-hmm. all races mm-hmm. not everybody comes from that so I don't want to hold everybody to you know to to my standard of how they have to act, it's really the police uh, men who ha- who who has the responsibility to be, you know, to be the bigger person in any yes. argument. You ha- you have the gun. Yes, their <laughs> right. training they should be uh, de-escalate the situation, yeah, right. not escalate well, the situation. Tell, now you, you have a son, you have a son and daughter. Yes. But do you, what do you tell in this situation? Well, I told him, you know, and he grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Not exactly, you know, the black population of America. So he grew up in a very affluent suburb. And I would say from the time he was 11, maybe 12, you know, that uh, and certainly when he got his license, if you're ever stopped by the police officer, you must do whatever they say. You must make sure that they can always see your hands. The difference between you and Tommy, his friend Tommy and Patrick and Kyle, who were all white, the difference between you and them is that they will be given the benefit of the doubt and you will not. Mm -hmm. You will instantly be considered a suspect. They don't know anything about you where you came from what you're planning to do with your life right. they don't they don't see that nor do they sometimes want to take the chance to get to know that that's not all police officers again i think we have to be very careful about that but that has been a very common experience for black men in this country yeah and, and i wanted him to know that yeah, yeah to me even even when hey, I, Brian, this is a good question did your parents have that conversation with you about how to act with police yes no yeah. yeah. So, it says protect and serve. Sorry, Bill. It yeah. says protect and serve on the car. Yes. When does that stop when they open out and yes. find out who's driving? That's right. Why does that stop? That's, That's right. And, and I think and I think that, again, not speaking for you, but sometimes when you say protect and serve, some, as a white person, you take that literally. Well, they're there to protect and serve. They're not, as opposed to say, oh, hell, there comes the police. They're, here, yeah. they're yeah. here to, like, yeah. end my life or put yeah. me in prison. Or, let me ask you, before, before you make that point, I do sense when I get stopped, and again, I've never really had a bad experience. Experience. Now, I mean, in fact, a couple people when I got stopped, they said, "Oh, you're on ESPN, aren't you?" Sometimes, oh, or some one. In fact, one guy. This was like, this was. Uh, I was going to the Super Bowl driving because I love to drive everywhere. I would drive to Paris if I could. <laughs> and I well, well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times reporter's car went into the, the Atlantic. But so, so, but so, so, so um, I'm driving. You know, I'm, I'm listening to the Temptations and the Mellow Moon. Yes. You know, and I'm just good. like, like singing and jamming and going too fast, probably. Uh-huh. And so finally. You see the flashing lights. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god! You know, pull comes. me over. So I'm like, you know, hands over. You know, yes. They come over and say, listen. You know, you're going. You're pretty fast. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was listening to. I did say that. I said I was listening to Temptations. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, the guy on the other side, he takes my light, come back. He said, uh, my partner says, aren't you? Uh, don't you do the sports reporters uh-huh. on ESPN? Sometimes Bill Roden. I said, uh-huh. yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, thank God. <laughs> 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 but but the, the point to your point, when you're walking around, I live in Harlem. Uh-huh. And I'm just walking around. You don't have a sign on that says, yes. I'm Bill Roden, yes. New York Times. Yes. I'm one of them safe Negroes. You don't yes. have to bother yes. me. You're just, yes. or, or with your son. Yes. Listen, don't bother. Yes. I'm Gail. Yes. So you, 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 to our point here, look at people as a human being. Right. And start with, give. My, my thing is a lot of times in these corporate situations, the white kids end up in it with, they start off with a 10, like in figure skating. Mm-hmm. And so you, every time you screw up, you lose a point. Yes. Where the black folks, we start off with zero, <laughs> like in basketball. Yeah. And so we kind of have to get, so if, so if I score enough points and you screw up enough, maybe we'll meet in the middle. Maybe I got a shot to like survive here. But that, That's so an interesting analogy. Okay. Bill, you're being parent. Gail, let, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned Turkey. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, how did you, I've done all the work on your resume, but I think it's really fascinating for people to, to hear just kind of how you got to this point. I mean, this didn't happen. I mean, you, you've really paid a lot of dues. I mean, you, you've you've really done you've done the work. You've really done. Uh, but but work. that's what happens to anybody who who is makes some degree of success in their career. Nobody gets it just by not working hard. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. And I think so many people today don't realize that 
there's a lot that goes into becoming a success in your job. Mm -hmm. And you have to do the work to do that. And, you know, listen, I'm from the school of hard work, never killed anybody. I still really, truly enjoy working. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I lived in Turkey as a kid, and then I went to... That's uh, because what your, your dad was My dad was, was an engineer, electronic right? engineer mm-hmm. who worked for the government and asked to be sent overseas. So, you know, for us growing up, it was a very normal life. When you're a little kid, you just go where your parents <laughs> right, go. Right, right. And home is where they live. Mm. So I never thought, oh, what a great experience I'm having. I live in Turkey. You know, we went to Greece for vacation. I went to the Acropolis. Mm. And I remember saying to my dad, it's so hot. Why can't we go back to the hotel and go swimming? And we're, instead of looking at a bunch of rocks, he goes, one day you're going to appreciate this. Now I pull out my pictures of me in sixth grade. This is me at the Acropolis. You know, you don't appreciate that when you're a child. And I went to University of Maryland and worked next door at a camera store that was next to the station. And, you know, the muckety mucks would come in there. And this one guy said to me, you know, have you ever thought about TV? You have such a nice voice. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, actually, I haven't. You know, I'm majoring in psychology. I want to be a child psychologist or a lawyer. And he said, well, we have a production assistant job. Would you be interested? And this is the thing, you know, when somebody's handing you something on a silver platter, right. don't turn it down. I said, well, do I have to work weekends? <laughs> said, well, actually, no, Gail, you don't. No one's ever asked that, but no. <laughs> and I got in the newsroom and I became hooked. Mm. And then I thought I want to do whatever I need to do to keep this job. Mm. And so here I am. If somebody would have told you, I always think about this, somebody would have told you when you're 16. I know. That you're going to be no. you know, a CBS anchor. Mm-mm. You're going to have your show Mm-mm. a couple times. You're going to be working with Oprah Winfrey. You're going to be, Mm-mm. I mean, would you have said, oh, yeah, that, that sounds perfectly logical. Yes, that makes so much sense to me. You know, <laughs> when we moved from Turkey, I was in uh, seventh grade. Mm. We used to have to watch the evening news at my house. My mm. father insisted that you always know what's going on in the news. And we have to watch Walter Cronkite. So my dad died when I was a freshman in college. Mm. And I often think when I walk into the CBS building, we're in the studio, Bill, is Walter Cronkite's map. Back on the back wall is Walter Cronkite's Mm. map that was Mm. on the news. Mm. I just think, God, my dad would have gotten such a kick out of, Mm. here I am working at CBS News. It's sitting in front of Walter Cronkite's map. Mm. For a girl who used to think the news is so boring, why do we have to do that? Now I am a news junkie. I have a TV in every single room of my house. Did you, I love it. Did you think that, that, too, that one, one, one quick story about, about that? Uh, you know, John Thompson, who's a... Yeah, Georgetown. Georgetown basketball. I remember what he told, he said to one of the most important stories about this. He was saying, all your life, you know, you grow, you, you work to do something, to achieve something. Yeah. Because both of his parents had died uh-huh. before he went. He said, you know... You work all of your life mm-hmm. to try to achieve something, mm-hmm. and then when you finally achieve it, mm-hmm. the people that you really would like to be there oh, to share with you aren't there. Aren't there. And, and I thought that was, That's he was talking about him finally winning the national championship, and he keeps thinking about, man, I wish my dad yeah. would have would have been here. But um, the, the other thing, though, about the Cronkite, the, the, you know, some people asking you. And Walter Cronkite, it, it yeah. just You know, just being in that room, it seems to me that, at least I see more black women mm-hmm. on TV slots. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's uh, my assumption it's is that still, it's got it's, it's still gotten dominated better. by dominated by white men. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. but so have that they, hasn't really. What's changed. my perception? Of it? Has it has it is it as, mean, as hard? Is it better for, for I'm talking about for uh, black women, women in general, black uh-huh. women in particular? Well, I mean, I think that it's it's still hard, but I also think that times are changing. They're just changing slowly. You know, when I was coming up. You didn't see too many women over the age of 35. Mm-hmm. You know, now I sit here at the age of 60. I'm not afraid to say, I'm 60. <laughs> I'm like 35. Fo- feeling like 40. Right. Well, that is, um, a new, that is a new Yeah, I mean, point. so I, I do think that it, it, it is a different time, but it's mm-hmm. still dominated by white men still. Mm-hmm. But do you think, it's, is it easier now for, for um, black women slash women of color and, and was it easy what are you talking yeah, about yeah I was going to say has it ever been easy I just right. think you have to listen uh, Jesse Jackson I interviewed him once when I was uh, in Kansas City as a reporter I was 23 maybe hmm. and he said to me excellence is the best deterrent to racism wow. and I have never forgotten that so he said just be excellent right. And it's hard to ignore somebody of any color if they are really good at what they do. Right. The good people, no matter where you are, stand out. Whether, you know, I was at the mall 
when I lived in Connecticut, there was a guy that used to sell pretzels. He was so excited selling these friggin' pretzels. Mm -hmm. And I asked him about that. Do you just, why are you in such a good mood? He said, because I love what I do and I know people like my pretzels. <laughs> and I'm just gonna make sure I have the best damn pretzel that anybody, but he, he there was such joy. Yeah. I would go sometimes just because it was an upper just to be around this guy. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you have a good plumber that comes to your house. You said, what's your card? You are really good, or the cable guy. If the cable guy's really good, I go, could I please have your cell so right. I just don't have to go through Time Warner? Right. <laughs> could, I, could I please just have your cell so right. I can specifically ask for you and then say I called and asked for you? I mean, so you recognize people who are really, really good. Right. And love what they do. And I mean, love that, that, what they do. That, that's, that's you want to be around those type of people. Uh, you know, I, I sort of got, um, when I made the point about you working at, at O. Yeah. And I, I talk with Johnson Publishing Company. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, you know, working with, at, you know, I met John Johnson, mm -hmm. got there, and he kept up the, up the elevator. And I was working at the Afro at the time, the Afro-American mm -hmm. newspaper in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I was going to go to the Baltimore Sun. Mm -hmm. And a guy at the Afro said, listen, man, if you're going to leave us, go to another black publication at least. Go to Ebony. And I'm thinking, Ebony would never hire me. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I, I flew there. I thought I had to drive. I said, no, 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 no. You don't drive there. We're fly <laughs> you there, son. So I got there. Mr. Johnson came up the elevator. So, oh, this is a young man we're trying <laughs> to steal. Yeah. But it was, it just meant, and to, to, to go to another city and to look at the uh, pull of Ebony off the shelf and to like see my name as he said, there was a point of pride there because for this is a, a, a black man mm -hmm. who started this company and I'm working for I mean, it was a huge deal. And I was saying the same thing with Oprah who, it must, well, I'm, I'm asking, must be the same point of pride because here's somebody who built an empire, you're working for them. And I mean, work for CBS is great. I mean, that, that's mm -hmm. all cool, but this is something that is, you know. Well, I mean, I'm so proud of her, uh -huh. you know, then I, you know, and listen, we've been friends since we were 21 and 22, mm -hmm. and now we're 60 and 61. She's older. <laughs> so, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. So mm -hmm. I, I, I see it. I, I see it so differently. She has been so successful and so wealthy for such a very long time mm -hmm. that it, it's just good to see that the core of this girl has not changed, mm -hmm. has not changed. Yeah, I'm more proud of her as far as what she's accomplished than, oh, it's so great. I get to work at Oprah magazine. I, mm. I, I don't look at it that way. I'm, I am very proud to be at CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I really let's, let's am. No, but it's a great accomplishment. It, no, yeah. I really, and, and I do, I feel it's an accomplishment. You know, I had no magazine experience. It's just mm. that, you know, that when Oprah Magazine started, they said, we want somebody who understands Oprah's voice and Oprah's vision who's here in New York. And I, I am definitely that guy. Mm. So, yeah. how, what do you, at CBS, how involved are you? Like I said, by the time I see you, all I do, I go get mic'd up. We talk a little bit about that. But how involved are you well, with, it, with the entire well, show? It starts the day before. The producers are putting it together. Chris mm -hmm. Licht, someone you know who's a big cheese over there, and Ryan Cadro. It's a whole team that puts it together. And they welcome our input. They welcome our ideas. Mm -hmm. But in terms of involvement of how the show stacks and what the show is going to do, I can't say, yes, I'm very involved in that. Mm -hmm. they, they have a whole team that puts that together. But they welcome and encourage input from all of us mm -hmm. but you, you, and but we're both very chatty we're all very chatty and have no problem speaking up about yeah, that I, I know. you know one of the interesting things um and i had asked a couple of people about being on the show and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and this was actually recently and mm -hmm. it, it, it occurred to me that um and i asked a couple of people said well you know i don't really i i that's not my role and to be in, what do you mean? Well, in other words, to be on this. In other words, what we've talked about in the past forty-five minutes, uh -huh. you've given your opinion uh -huh. about things. Yes. And what the person was saying was that, well, not even on this can I do that because people see me as somebody who simply reads the news uh -huh. and then to tune in and hear me giving my opinion about stuff uh -huh. is not something I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Then I've asked a couple other people who were big-time executives somewhere else, and in each case, well, this is my lane. Mm -hmm. I don't give my opinion. And then I, I guess because all I've done, I've written the Sports of the Times column for 25 years. Just give your I, opinion. I live in a world of opinion. Yeah. And I assume that that's what, you know, everybody, I'm just telling you, this was just like a couple of weeks at the dawn. I said, wow, you know, everybody does not live no. in that world no. where you just kind of give your opinion no. and, and you could, you know, speak nope. freely. So And be employed. And be <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah, but you have no. But that again. That's why I said, "Wow, thank you, Gail." For but I don't give my opinion on the news. Well, but that's the whole point. But you could have said, "Well, you know what? I can't be on Road and Bill Road on no sports." I know what you're going to. You, I know you're going to start asking me about my opinion. Well, I can't do that. 
Well, this is interesting because Larry Wilmore, who I really like, Larry Wilmore has a show, The Nightly Show. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, and that's all opinion, too. And they were doing a thing about uh, presidents. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to play a game of holding up pictures of presidents. And the game was, and then you should say which president probably used the N-word. Oh. <laughs> this is after President Barack Obama right. had used the N-word, but you have to put it in context in how right. he right. said it. So they were saying, so we're going to hold up pictures of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson and Bill Clinton and George Bush and George Bush. And so we're going to play this game. We want you to give your opinion. I said, Larry, I'm going to recuse myself from that game. <laughs> that sounds like I, a great game. Though. <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, I said, I ain't playing that game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Then I, then I get stopped in Texas on some yes, two-way highway. No, no, thanks. I'm not playing that game. So, I mean, I'm very careful. I mean, I feel that, you know, there's some places that you can give an opinion. And then other places I can say, look, like I did with Larry's show, I'm not com I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not going to play. Mm. Two last things for we. I mean, listen, you, you got to come back. This is like part one because we haven't even touched oh, into it. Yeah. No. Jeez. Yeah, okay. It's fun. We always talk almost an hour, right? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. That's the whole point. We're saying, first of all, we, we spend about 10 minutes singing uh, the Marvelettes and the Temptations and all that. You can edit that out. No, that was I, great. I think, I Jared think we can make, edit Jared can Jared, edit I that think, out. What do you think? Does that stay? That can make its own podcast. Like that. Uh oh. Uh, there we go. Jared's a producer. Yeah, you actually can sing, though. Uh, well, I actually can't, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, was I trained? I was going to actually ask you a question about. Um, you could edit this out, Jared. When I had these lapses of conversation. Thing. Um, I know that happens to me, too. Uh, but in the middle of it, think I actually had a. Uh, it was a very coherent point. It, it, I know it was. A, it was a really strong. Uh, oh, 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 two things, and this is so silly. I get there, you know, when I'm going to go to the show, you know, they send the car at six o'clock, and I'm not. That kills me. What time do you start? I mean, you have three thirty. So I get up at three thirty. Oh, right. I know. That's what I said. I've been up since three thirty today, guys. Three thirty. Wow. The car picks me up at four thirty, and because I like to bathe. And then we go on in and start the hair. Oh, I mean, as opposed process. to a shower. As opposed to a shower. Yeah, I, I like a tub. Okay. Oh wow. Um, see what you're learning about. You're learning a lot. I like. She it. likes it. And, and Brian, I like bubble bath. Really? So what? what, what what's like going bubbles. on here? <laughs> high maintenance. I, I'm leaving the wine business. I'm going to the bubble bath no, business. Jamal said high maintenance. A bubble now, see, bath is not high maintenance. See, Jamal. See, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal already, he already clues in. Oh, oh this is trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> there are always little clues. Yeah. That may not be high maintenance, no, but is more, is coming. No, more is coming. More is coming. That's great. That's only that's only the beginning. So <laughs> His sister likes to bubble bath. High maintenance. Before, I mean, She's so just, difficult. She everybody likes else just bubbles. takes a shower. Can you just take a shower and get out of here? Yeah, come on, 15 minute shower. Who's next? No, 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 no. That's funny. Anyway, so the bubble bath. Yeah, and then you go in and then you start hair and makeup. You know, it takes two hours to look this cute, mm -hmm. to have the natural beauty. And then, you know, there are meetings before we start mm -hmm. and the show's on the air. This is what I love. It's live TV. So you're on the air live from 7 to 9 where anything can happen. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to go to hell in a handbasket. But if it does, you know that you have to figure out a way to deal with that. So I, to me, live TV is like working without a net because mm -hmm. anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And we're lucky, knock on wood, we, have, we haven't had anything that was disastrous where you go, oh, God, mm. I need to apologize, I need to explain. <laughs> right. Right. I haven't had anything like that. And then after that, it's a meeting, and then I'm over, going over to the Oprah magazine. Do, do you like radio better? I love radio. I so miss radio. I miss, you know, it's so funny how people are. I was in L.A. this weekend, and somebody said, Gail, I listen to your radio show all the time. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, well, it ain't been on in, like, <laughs> six years. <laughs> But I love the intimacy of radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when people are listening, all you hear is our voices. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what we look like, you don't know what that picture is. So you conjure up in your mind, what do these people look like? And there's something about the anonymity of radio that I think is very um, compelling for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I like radio very so, much. This, this is, I guess this is radio, but a podcast yeah. is a whole nother level. Cause they say it's but really It looks like you're in a radio studio, you're wearing that Headphones, you're talking to microphones. But people could take this. I guess that's the advantage of this, I guess, is people can take it whenever they want to. Whenever they it, want to. And they could plug it in whenever they want to plug in. But what were you saying? They said they compare it to what? You were starting to say something about radio. Um, you said people compare it to. No, no, I think it's, it's a young person's medium, I think. It's, it's younger. With radio? the podcast? Yeah, the podcast, I think. Oh, is, for is, sure. is a young Because they're saying, well, I'm going to tell you. Radio says, well, tune in. It's so and so. Well, no, I'm going to tune in when I want to tune yes, in. Yes, I'm going to yes. tune in the subway. And I, can. No, I wouldn't the, call it a young person. I would say it's new. 
you know, it's a newly formulated. Those millennials. Right. It's not an old, it's not a how, young how, person how, or old how person. How old are you, Jamal, can we say? I'm 39. 39. So you're not a millennial, right? Who, who are the no, millennials? I don't think so. They're like 18 to 34. You know, the whole 20-something yeah. 20, people. <laughs> they're tw- the, the late teens, 20-somethings, early 30s. Mm. Um, let me add, this was my question uh, sort of as we wind down. Um, you don't like cheating. You no. don't like, like You don't like cheating as, nope. whether it's Tom Brady. No. Nope. You don't like cheating as politicians. Really you don't, don't like, like it in a marriage. And you don't like a marriage. And I, and I, yeah. I, I've been thinking I about had it. one of those. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Um, you did too, Brian. I did too, yes. You did too. It's very painful, isn't it? It's very, it? very painful. Yeah. So did you find it hard to trust again? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but see, yeah. I, so I didn't want to be one of these bitter people that's all scarred by that. So mm. I give everybody the benefit of the well, doubt. Well, I found someone now, so she's, oh, you did? she's awesome too. Oh, yeah. good. Would, Congratulations. That, well, that, thank I'm you. still looking, Brian. Sure. <laughs> well, Put it on your list of things to do. Find a nice guy for Gail. I have some ideas for you. So, you, so, you, so I guess you haven't. Uh, been able to trust again? No, or maybe ha- maybe you have. No, I have, I have. I just haven't met anybody that I think, okay, you know, I, you know, I date and have stuff like that, but somebody where you can have a full relationship with. How, I haven't had that based no. on not to trust, but something no, it's other not things. Trust, just just haven't seen him yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who you know, Jamal? <laughs> not, not many. <laughs> but you know what? See, now Jamal ain't a bubble bath guy. See, that? Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. you know, the sister likes bubble bath, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that know, scares me away. I know already. He's sort of labeled high maintenance. <laughs> you just lost ten points, Jamal. Oh, oh but man. wait a minute. But you know, and this this kind of gets into. Well, I did want to ask you about Tom but cheating, Brady. Yeah. Well, well, cheating because the Brady. Tom Brady on the day we're taping this is Tom Brady's birthday. Really? Are you aware? He's 38 today. 38. Now, see, wow. Yeah, but he's still a cheat. I mean, I, I... Maybe he's really 39. <laughs> I know. Who, who knows <laughs> what, what time... But, you Today's know, you and I birthday. have sort of been talking about this. But what... More and I like Tom Brady, too. That's the thing. I like him. Yeah. I think he's a good football player. He's a great football I player. I saw him at the Kentucky Derby. He seemed like a really nice guy. He's I down think, to earth. I think Giselle is... The two of them together, I think, are awesome. But I just think that there there are rules. There are rules in, in anything, and we have to live by the rules. Now, it's now been determined that, you know, the commissioner has decided, along with, you know, their, uh, Ted Wells did a big report about it. And so I think that we have to accept it, I think, and move on. And I think the more you delay it, the more it just continues to go and go and go. But Bob Kraft came down. I like him, too. Bob Kraft came down hard. On Commissioner Goodell, I was a little surprised. Yeah, because they're supposed to be boys and that kind of stuff. But you know, again, we're not talking about whether I like you or don't like you. We're yes. talking about somebody who destroyed evidence. And to me, as we talked about on the that show, that was a that, finding. Yeah, that just turns that just that you know, whether it's your, your your children or my children, and you destroy. You know, we're talking about this. which he denies though. Still, that he destroyed it. He he denies yeah. that he destroyed evidence. Yeah. Well, he yes. admitted what, that he, he destroyed he admitted the phone. That he destroyed the phone. Yeah, but that yeah, was a but, regular occurrence. Yes. Yes. But they found the phone. But he says prior that he does that, that yeah, yeah, on that, a regular yeah, basis. We, let's not go down there. But let me ask you <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. That, on the same day, you know, oh, well, you know, today is the day I usually, you know, why don't we just destroy the phone today? And here, you do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You do it. I'm yeah. not going to do yeah. it. But let me ask you this actually more interesting point. And seriously, this is one of the last questions. But you, you talked about trying to date. Mm-hmm. Or dating, rather. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what I find fascinating, particularly in my realm, you must at, know people, Bill. Bill should be setting me yeah, up. Yeah, come on, somebody. Bill. Oh, yeah. man. What's wrong you with know, you, Bill? You know, between Sharon and Adrian, you mean, are you kidding me? Between Sharon and Adrian, they know every eligible black well, person on earth. nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. Who Just are you saying. looking for? What are you looking for in a man? Seriously. Well, I, what are you looking for in the person that you would like to? Um, I, I, like, I like a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I like somebody who... Because I think laughter is very important. I believe laughter is a sign of intelligence, actually. Do they have to have more money than you? Making you laugh or laughter? Laughter. <laughs> just laughter? A, a sign of intelligence. <laughs> I just, somebody who yeah, can, t- can tickle my tummy, Jabal, and make me laugh. <laughs> Literally? <laughs> after, after the bubble bath or before yeah. the bubble bath? There are a lot of intelligent people out here. Yeah. It's not really a question of the money. It's not a question of money. You want somebody who is... I do want someone who's employed. <laughs> I will say that. I don't want someone who's just sort of sitting around the house waiting for me to come home. So you do. You want somebody who's employed and loves what they do. Right, right. And loves what they do. Uh, you, I, but I think about this, too, a lot of times with athletes who are these celebrities. Yeah. And I always think, man, how could, how could you actually really find true love? Because particularly now, people read the papers. They said they know how much money you're making. They know so. How do you, you know, Bill? You know, what, what? you have a good bullshit detector. You can tell if somebody is just 
sort of on for the gravy train or if they really care about you. Successful you people tell. attract successful people, though, too. I, I, I think that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out with somebody who, you know, before the evening was over, he said, could we? Could I take a picture with you? <laughs> that was it. That's it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I send it to my mom, and I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, here I thought we were That's having a great lame. conversation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. take a picture of you and send it to my mom? I go, sure. Da, Poor guy. <laughs> you remember the, remember the Bozo show? You know, yeah. the bows over there. very Or I've been on other days where somebody says, you know, had a great, great time. They said, listen, I wrote this script. Could you get it to uh, Oprah? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, well, you know, we, we joked about that. <laughs> da, da, da. da, da. <laughs> I can't that believe that. That, that might be the intelligence factor, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, by the way, you know, yeah, yes. oh, by the way, sister, mm-hmm. could you get, could you make sure that you get this? But, you know, we talked about that. How many times have people, mm-hmm. like, you know, how they, the, oh, we want to honor you? Oh, yes. We, we, <laughs> I don't accept honors normally because normally what that means is they want you to come and they want you to bring a table of friends, which normally means right. any friends that you want to bring. Um, and then it normally means spending some kind of money for the honor. So you, what I have found, the few mm-hmm. times I've been honored, it really isn't about me. It's really more oh. about them oh, I've, oh. and getting people to come to the room. So I try to turn down all honors. Absolutely. Well, listen, I have been very honored <laughs> to have yeah. you here. I mean, this has really been, this been, this, uh, you almost should not have this it kind of fun. It went really fast, didn't it? Yeah, very what fast. We, were singing we didn't even talk about all the stuff I thought we were going to talk about. sports That fan? we was going to talk about. I do like sports. I do. Did you ever basketball is my favorite sport? Did you ever play? Love team. basketball. Well, I, I root for the Knicks because I'm here, but mm-hmm. I got really excited about the Clippers because I like Steve Ballmer and mm-hmm. I like that team and was very excited for them. But I just like that game and I'm nuts about Adam Silver. I think really? he is. Aw- yes, I think he's awesome. Has he been on on your show? No, we've been trying to have him on. He hasn't been on, but I think he's. Got to wait for the next terrific. scandal. Yeah. Well, I mean, but look at how he handled that, though. Look at how he handled that. I just, I, I'm nuts about him. What do you think he could have, I mean, seriously, we've had this guy. What do you think he could have done? Because, Bill, so many people say, well, we're going to investigate. We're going to take some time. We're not going to rush to snap judgments. And you also have people in the privacy of their own homes. Right. I wrestled with this a little bit, even as, as egregious as it was, what Donald Sterling said. You're in the privacy of your own home talking to somebody you think is your girlfriend. I guess she was, this deep person. He should have known. Something like that. Or something like that. And and I think we have all said something in the privacy of our own homes to people that we're close to that we would not want repeated. Right, yes, yes. And so so what I'm saying is, you know, part of me, I, I think Adam Silver did the best thing, but did the right thing. But you could have you could have turned that many different ways. He could have dragged it out. Not with them brothers. an investigation. Not with them brothers saying there there will not be playoffs if you don't do this real quick. That mm. I mean I think when he, when you have LeBron James, I said okay you could take your time, but we may not have playoffs this year. That's es- that tends to escalate the thought process. But I don't I don't think that that's why he did what he did. Okay. I think it was just so egregious to him. Yeah, all right. So I'm a big Adam Silver fan. I love basketball, and I like football, too. Even with Baseball all I struggle with a little bit. Baseball's tough. I've been to a couple of <laughs> games, and they seem extremely long. They're very long, but you know what? I love Derek Jeter. I think he's a really, really, really nice man. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the thing, thing about um, baseball, you just go to have a good time. You, you know, just come and just be outside. And the, the game is almost background music. You really, you really slam baseball, Bill. You slam baseball all the time. Not only so I don't know how you could say that as a sports person. What? That baseball, you just go to have a good time. It, it, baseball they is call a, it, it's it, America's pastime. There are people that really, truly love this game. Mets are in first place, by the way. Well, here's here's Oh, how about the guy who cried the other day? (laughs) I was so touched by him. I might have to cut him. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you deal with him? Oh, my gosh. I was so touched by that. I even said on the air, I hope he doesn't get teased in the locker room because that was raw emotion. He's had about six standing ovations since then. Yes. Oh, I think it's he okay. He gets traded. You, you trust me. If I'm the no. general, in fact, I, well, I'm not going to say what I, t- I talk. Bill, Listen, you thought that was bad? He's proud to be a Met. Yeah, he yeah, loves so he's been playing no. since he was 60. You thought that was bad? No, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I guess because I've been doing this for so long. That. Listen, son, you're going to get traded, okay? You're going you're gonna to get traded. And, 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 and trust me, they were about trading me. They said, well, we can't now. Because, you know, these people look at which way the wind is going. Well, we can't trade him now because all the people... But here's. But did you think his tears were? Um, they were authentic. But I'm th- I would question his toughness. 
No. How do you go to Alcatraz? Oh. That's fragile. Oh, no. What do you Phil, think, Jared? What do you not... think, Jared? Isn't that a little fragile? I think you got to be really in tune with yourself to <laughs> Exactly. Okay. I yes. said, la- I said yes. last week I'd want him on my team. You would not. Yes. I, last week you I said, said you, you. I'd you want him on my team. Yes. The, the only way it would bother yes. me is if he yes. were crying and made an error because he was crying. Willie Mays? That's the only way it bothers me. Would Willie Mays cry? No. Probably not. Hank Aaron cry? No. Would Michael Jordan cry? Maybe in the hallway. Would Kareem Abdul Jabbar? I cry. I mean, come on. But man. what's your point? Well, the point is that listen, you're in a business. You are in the business. This is not your name. Bill Russell mind. threw up before every game. Kevin, well, he was Kevin he Garnett cry. cried though. Bill Russell didn't cry. He made he made us oh, cry. Oh my gosh, Bill! I'm so disappointed to hear that you say this. Why? I was very touched that he could show his his humility and the fact that he wants this job so badly. But he could win in Milwaukee. So it's not. It's not like. But Gail. he's been with the Mets since he was 16. Oh, Gail. Listen. Oh, yeah, it's Bill. the first, it was the like first time he was traded. Right. Listen. You know what? I'm with. I'm with Gail. Sorry. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Bill, when I you see. fire me, I'm going to cry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all go with Gail. <laughs> no. No. I guess what I'm saying is that yes, it was a very touching story. But, but to me, I this don't is question his toughness. I don't question. No, his he's toughness. a tough guy. But this is emotional. Okay. Now, come back to this show. Let's say in two months, the moment of truth where the pressure is really on, the World Series pressure. He's not yeah. going to cry. Well, but let's say he commits some error because he's like, you know, he is, the moment is too big. You know, you're going to get traded. You're going to get traded. Okay? And they were saying, they have looked at him and you know what? We want this guy because you're a nice kid and all that, but we want to upgrade this position. And we were going to trade you, but the only thing happens that it fell through because the other guy was hurt. Well, you know? right now they're not trading him. No, they can't. And he just did a home run. He just got a home run the won other the day. Game okay. yes, won right. the game from. Yes, won the game. That's right. right. That's right, Brian. He won the game. Listen, I've, 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 Bill was there. I was at the game. Yes, Flores, you were, yes. I was, and I was like, this is unreal. And, you know, and a couple of Mets executives. You're Debbie Downer. Matt, Downer. No, no. <laughs> Matt, Matt. A couple of executives were thinking to themselves, we can't trade this guy now because he hits the home run. Let him strike out. Let him go hitless for about two weeks. And then let's come back here, okay? Let him go hitless. Everybody loves him. He's, he's actually one of their most clutch players. Okay. okay. So oh, okay. I just yeah. want to throw that out there. Well, Cap- we like Captain to Clutch for the Dale, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we like. <laughs> You're and outnumbered, I, Bill Roden. I know. I can't win this one. Hey, but listen. Oh, by the way, I want to. Bill has just you. pulled out a copy of his own book. <laughs> but I, I want to give this to you as a, a gift. A parting grip. Here's a parting gift for you, Gail. A copy of my book. <laughs> well, Gee, we, thanks, Bill. <laughs> I had wine for you, but I didn't know you didn't drink. Oh, wait. So, well, I'm I'll supposed take to. He's so generous. I'm, he got supposed, a copy of his well, own book. I'm supposed Ooh, to give you somebody you. else's book? I'm supposed to give you somebody else's book? No, but, you know, most people don't give their own books. But this is present. such a good you should, book, though. You should have <laughs> given her a picture of it, framed. Yeah, no. Would that be better if I gave you a yes, picture of myself? Yes, that would be myself? so much better, Jamal. Or a, bottle of, or a bottle of bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been yes, good. That, that, that would have worked. All right, so, so wait, before we leave, you're telling me... I just the name of the book. No, no, no. I'm going to put the book back in my... No, I'm going to put the book... That's G-A-Y-L-E. Please sign it. Please sign it. Please sign it. See, people, sisters are tough, man. And it's a paperback. Oh, I was just going to say, you give you a hardcover. He gave you a paperback. <laughs> Brian, it's not even—it's not even a hardcover. It's a paperback. Thank you, Bill Roden. G A Y L E. No way. Oh, no no I, way. Gail. Yes, there's no listen, I. I feel listen. so special. <laughs> a paperback yeah. version. Oh, thank God. you, Mr. Roden. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Guess was just slapping me. <laughs> and Brian, thank you. We'll talk. We'll talk after the show. Uh oh, Brian and. And uh, what's your I'm name? What's your name? Jamal. Jamal and yeah. Jared. I don't We're know where here. I stand on this. Huh? I don't know where I stand on the paperback. Is you th- know it's cheap. Oh. You know that's a chintzy move. Oh, God. here, let me have a picture. Okay. I'm not complaining. I'm yes, very appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing something nice. It I, is nice. Because I, I ran nice. as I ran out the office, it was grabbed. It is very nice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're tough, Gail. I am you're not. You're tough. I am not. You know, you don't get that far without I, being tough. I'm warm uh, and fuzzy. Huh? <laughs> she, then he said the brother says at the end of the day, can, can you take a picture with me? From my mom. But, but from you, my you, mom. You, yes. You took the picture, though. Yeah, of course. Oh, you but, did. But that's yes, the last time. Course. But that's the last time he's gonna get that one was. of three. No, no <laughs> callback after that. No. Does he know this? Or no, no, no. Was he no. hearing it here first? No, no, no. I, I didn't say anything. I said, "Great, what's your mom's name?" Here, I'll sign it. <laughs> did no, you go? No, did, no. Was, was your smile okay. like? <laughs> no. Did you have like a weird smile said, when you wow, took it? Wow, thank you so much. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> let, let me let me let me end. The, how can we end the show gracefully after after, after she rejected? Say, I had she, a, I didn't reject your book. You I, did, I'm no. not going to walk out without the book. No, no. Yes, you are. I'm going to give you a hard. No, I'm going to give you a hard copy. 
Because this is it's gonna be as hard as this has been. This is gonna be this is gonna be a hard. <laughs> this wasn't hard. I thought this was great. I thought this was delightful. No, you're delightful. But thank you very. Let me. Thank you guys. Thank uh, you for having thank you. me. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Hey, girl, thank you so much. Thanks. And I'd like to thank this production crew, the stellar. I was really gonna give you guys high praise, but after this, man, it's geez. still high praise. Still, yeah. Warranted. But thank you guys very much, Brian, Jamal. Thank you. Thank Bill. you very much. Uh, where well, Jared? Jared. Jared. What's, what's, what's where's uh, Seth? He's. Uh, he's got some work today. Seth is very busy. Yeah. Very, very busy. Okay, but listen, I like I like the way you know you just. I like he had he had some good good. He he engaged very well. He's pro Wilmer Flores. Yes. Like okay. Hey, but thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, I want we're going to come back in about two months, and we're going to have a conversation about Brother Flores. Just okay. I, can we all okay. agree with that? Don't sure. all of a sudden not show up because. I'll be here. Huh? I'm going to go get a new dress. Okay. <laughs> but it's radio. I'll be here. It's a very lovely dress, by the way, <laughs> listeners. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.